Welcome to the Citizens Youth Podcast. Citizens Youth is a ministry of Northwest Gospel Church in Vancouver, Washington. Citizens is a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, visit us online at nwgospel.com forward slash citizens. seeing your face. I really do. I love seeing your faces. Look at your neighbor and say, man, your face. Yes. (laughs) Don't say it like, man, your face. (laughs) That's no good. Man. Guys, I really, I really do love you guys. I love gathering with you. I really, I get just so happy. I literally do. (laughs) Chloe, Jen, I get so happy to see your faces. Man, it's so fun to gather together. You know, as we're, like, singing some of these truths together, like, reminding each other, like, man, no matter what, God is good. I'm like, yes, I love singing this to my brothers and sisters. And Tiffany's, the verse that Tiffany shared, um, that's so timely for school right now, you know. Um, I just, I love it. So if this, if this is your first week, this is what we do. We gather together. Um, we hang out with people that, you know, maybe like us, but most likely are different than us. Um, we sing truth, and then right now we are going to learn truth. So you need a couple things in your hands. Three things, actually. But you don't have three hands, so it's going to take skill. Do you have the skill for this? I have so much skill. You have so much skill. You need a pen, you need a Bible, and you need one of those fancy note papers. Somebody hold up the fancy note paper. Just, like, wave it. You need one of those. <laughs> yes. So you need those three things. You need a le Bible, le Bible, a pen, which I don't know how to say that in any other language. Does anybody know how to say? It? Well, Lenny, say whatever you said really loud. <laughs> I think that's Spanish, and I have no idea how to repeat it. <laughs> and what else did I say? Pen, Bible, notes, le notes, and <laughs> notas. <laughs> Doesn't really work that way, guys. <laughs> it, it is. I didn't have it right. Um, <laughs> thanks, Eleni. Man, guys, uh, oh, and next week, um, I, you all need to be practicing the put burger in face motion. Chris needs a double-handed burger in face motion, okay? Um, because next week is the barbecue. It's le barbecue. Yes, that is a perfect week to come to stuff a burger in your face and then to hand a burger to a friend and stuff it in their face, right? So that's a great time. Honestly, um, at Citizens, if you're like, man, I hang out with these people at school and I want them to know the people I hang out with here because I think these people are super cool, but I don't know how to get them here. Burgers, guys, burgers. Next week is the week to invite them. So, uh, yeah, come, come next week to the barbecue. We'll be celebrating together. But... We're going to get started tonight. How many of you, once again, how many of you started school this week? Yes. How many of you are blissfully waiting for one more week and holding it over everybody? Yes. Oh, man. Um, How many of you have already committed something embarrassing in this school year? Anybody, like, go show up to the wrong class or... um, My very first day of sophomore year, I tripped in the hallway... Face planted. Anybody do one of those? Tripped over a music stand. <laughs> Nicely done, Lauren. Man, how many of you um, actually?
actually, well, okay, I'll tell you. For me, personally, I've always been a huge fan of the fall. I mean, right now it's kind of hard because, honestly, anybody, like, still kind of grieving the fact that summer's over? Like, you're just like, mm, summer. No? No? It's hot today. I don't know. A day like this, I just want to be, like, sitting by a pool with a cold drink with ice cubes, you know? Anyway, but summer's over. Fall, I've always loved fall. Um, I love, I just love fall. I'm not, like, the, the PSL girl. I don't do pumpkin spice latte. I'm hipster enough to drink my coffee black. Um, but I do love fall, and I'm the weirdo, please tell me I'm not the only weirdo, who loves school supplies. <laughs> I love school supplies, okay? Yes, so yesterday, actually, I've been to two grocery stores in two days, don't ask me why, I was on an adventure and I didn't succeed, um, and I, like, for both days, it was Monday and Tuesday, um, just, you just see families moving, you know, with the list, and they're, like, walking up and down the aisles and, like, checking stuff off. And I'm like, I love school supply shopping. I always had my favorite pen. Anybody have a, like, favorite pen? Yes. I have a specific mechanical pencil that only came out in math class because it's the only place you needed a pencil for. I used a pen everywhere else. Um, I also had what I called my peasant pens, which are when people ask you, like, do you have a pen? I'm like, yeah, have the peasant pen. You can't have the nice pen. <laughs> um, I was a calendar planner person. My planner was so beautiful. I loved it. I know, Gabrielle, you're just eating this up right now because you're the same way. But school supplies, man, there's a lot of things that you have to do to get ready for school, right? Some of you have already, before school started, you're doing orientations. Um, you're doing tryouts. How many of you have already been either to, like, a camp or a tryout or you've already started practices? Yep. Yeah, you know, there's all kinds of stuff at the beginning. There's fees. There's gear. I was eating tacos on Monday. It's Taco Monday instead of Taco Tuesday. And the uh, Mountain View High School team, uh, Mountain View football team was coming by the neighborhood, like, gaining money for the football team. Um, so it's, it's that time of year where we got to get all stuff together. Um, even if you're not, like, super, like, supply weirdo like me, even if you don't have a ton of, like, fees or sports or stuff, everybody at least, the one thing you get prepared for school is your first day of school outfit. Even those of you who are like, nah, I just throw stuff on. You planned what you were going to just throw on on the first day of school. I know it. There's, it's like the first impression, first class, you just, they have to know who you are based on what you're wearing. Um, and of all these things, we've got to get ready, you've got to plan, we've got to put together. Um, I'm going to propose today that there is one thing <laughs> that you need on your school supply list um, that will radically change the rest of your school year. If you forget everything else, like if you're like me, which I always manage to leave something, like the lunch on the counter, my phone still charged in my room, um, I've left pieces of my backpack. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've always been chaos, okay, so stories for another day. Um, but if there's anything, if you forget everything, if you leave this, if you forget that, if you've left your books at home, if you forgot your shoes somehow, this is the one thing this school year that I'm going to propose to you that you need to bring with you. Above and over everything else, this is the one thing we need. Do not leave home 
without it? It's the question, with what? What am I going to leave home without? And that is what we're going to talk about today. What is this one thing that you will not leave home without? Um, and if you take it with you all school year, I guarantee you if, you, if you take this with you for your school year, you'll have a radically different school year, a radically different semester than you've ever experienced. Um, and you're like, I want to know the keys to success. We're going to get there. Um, but first, uh, I want to remind you of a couple of weeks ago. Oh, there's a backpack. Anybody pick out a new backpack this year? Yes. Yes. How many of you had a? How many of you had get Chromebooks at your school? Do you get to like individualize those at all? No. Do you at least get to put them in a cool like case? No. Lame. Lame. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, all right. So don't leave your Chromebook at home, but also don't leave without this. But a couple weeks ago, um, we brought back our friend from summer camp. How many of you guys remember Kenan? Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, Kenan was up here, and he was telling us a story about two sisters. Do you remember who those sisters were? It was Mary and... And personally, I was not there that week, um, but I listened back on the podcast, and I was a little offended because I'm kind of a Martha. Like, between the Marys and the Martha, like, I'm totally a Martha. Like, I look at the lazy bums, and I'm like, get up and work, right? Because I'm just always the busybody, right? So these stories, these two sisters, Jesus comes over, and they're like, oh, no, Jesus and his 12 dudes, we've got to clean the house, we've got to feed them. Um, how many of you have had a guest randomly show up at your house? And your mom is like, ah, and you're like, ah, and you're all just running around the house trying to clean up stuff, right? Like that's Mary and Martha, and Martha is busy and busy and busy, and she's working, and she's, she's feeding the peoples. Um, and Mary is just sitting on her bum. Ask me how I feel about Mary. Um, and Jesus, though he speaks to uh, Mary, and he says these words. He says, oh, he speaks to Martha. He says, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Story closed. Jesus, what? You can't leave it at a cliffhanger? What is happening? What do you mean one thing is necessary? And then he ends it. Well, then he goes, you know, and your sister Mary chose the right portion. And then the chapter ends. Uh, so what do, what do we do? This, this thing, this one thing that Jesus is talking about is also our one thing that we're going to bring with us today. So I want you to open up your Bibles to uh, Luke. If you are new with your Bible, there's two major chunks. There's the Old Testament and there's the New Testament. And Luke is the third book inside the New Testament. It's like two-thirds of the way through your Bible. You want to be at chapter 11, Luke chapter 11. Also, if you are not familiar with your Bible, there's a beautiful thing at the front called a table of contents. Ooh, you can find your page number there. This is, yes, my middle schoolers know this as my crusty Bible. There's lots of things inside of it, including coffee. <laughs> it also smells, so don't get too close. <laughs> so here we are, we're at chapter 10. This was uh, what Kenan left us with in chapter 10. Right there at this verse, verse 41, 42 uh, the Lord, Jesus is talking to Martha, and he says, you're anxious about many things, but one thing is necessary. And then, he, and then the story kind of closes. And how many of you are, like, right here with 
Martha. You're like anxious and troubled about many things? Sign me up. That's me right there. Right? Like if I were to write down all the things that I'm anxious and troubled by, the result would be many things. Right? This is our life. And, and so what do we do when we are anxious and overwhelmed? What do we do when we're troubled by these things? Um, what is the one thing that we need? Um, and this is the one thing that I will challenge you not to leave home without this semester. So let's, um, let's, let's uh, continue here in chapter 11, just right here at the beginning. So we just go straight to Jesus. It says, now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, they waited till he was finished. They're very nice. They don't interrupt. The disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Those of you who are astute and you're already ready for school, you already know what the one thing is. What's the one thing? Ooh, we gotta get sharper. To pray. Everyone say pray. pray. Here we go. So Jesus is praying, and he's off praying somewhere. And here's here, here's what's amazing to me. Jesus, okay, Jesus, is like not just the son of God, but he's like God incarnate. Like he is God, and he still took time to pray. So for those of us in here who are not God, anybody in here not God? If you didn't raise your hand, this message is for you. Um, <laughs> for those of us who are not God, like if Jesus, who is God, took time to pray, oh boy, better I take time to pray. Like me who's not God, who did not create the universe by speaking. I can't create anything by speaking. I can't even get my dog to listen to me while speaking, right? Like I need prayer. And so we're going to talk about prayer today. So um, as Jesus is praying, the disciples like, I don't know why they weren't praying or maybe they're just watching Jesus. But like Jesus is like praying and they're like, hmm, wow, I bet he's super spiritual. And then he's like, mm, okay, he said amen. Jesus, uh, teach us how to pray. That's interesting. Uh, being taught how to pray. Um, but what's really cool about what they're talking about is maybe you notice here he says, just as John taught his disciples to pray. So how many of you have heard of John the Baptist? He was a dude um, in, that we know in the Gospels and the Scripture. Um, John came before Jesus. He's actually Jesus' cousin. Um, and his whole job was to tell people, guys, like the king of the world is coming. Like, he's coming, and he has something to say to you, and you need to listen. So, like, repent of everything you've done and listen to Jesus. This was John's job. And John had disciples. Uh, and a disciple, did I put that in here? Yes. Excellent. A disciple is basically a follower. So John had people who were surrounding him that are like, I want to be like John. I want to eat locusts and wear very furry clothes. That's what John did. Um, it was really gross. But he had disciples, and every group of um, Jewish people, um, uh, they had a particular prayer. So John and his group of Jews, like they had a particular type of prayer that they would pray. And these prayers were prayers that would say like, oh, I follow this dude. Like they would listen to John's uh, disciples praying like, ah, those are John's boys. Okay, great. We know who they are. They'd be like, here's these other group of people praying like, ah, yeah, that's Rabbi so-and-so. We know him. These are his prayers. Or they'd hear another praying like, oh, yeah. That's Rabbi What's-His-Face. Like, that's their prayer. And so each, like, group of followers of a particular Jewish teacher or rabbi, they'd have these prayers. And so the disciples are watching, Jesus' disciples, Jesus' followers, his 12, are watching Jesus pray. And they go, we need a prayer. Like, we need 
like a motto. We need like they people need to know that we follow Jesus. Like so Jesus, hey, like you're behind the game. Like give us a prayer that we can pray that people know like we follow Jesus. And and so there's this interesting thing of of who you follow determines how you pray or the other way around, how you pray shows who you follow. And so Jesus's Jesus's disciples are asking them how to pray. And the reality is, is you and I are all disciples of somebody or something. We're all following something or someone. You're like, like on Instagram, I do follow people. Right? We all follow people. We all are disciples of something. And believe it or not, whether you know it, you're all praying. Subconsciously, you're all praying a prayer to the thing that you follow. You may not know. It may even be hidden to yourself. But I have a test case for you. You know, how many of you are waking up way earlier than you ever wish you ever wanted to wake up ever? Right? The alarm goes off. Personally, my alarm is the duck on the iPhone. I never, I said it once. I never fixed it. It's just the way it is. Um, So, you know, the alarm goes off. You, like, wake up. And I bet before you even, like, greet the sun, before you're like, oh, good morning, Mr. Sunshine, before you even, like, go to the bathroom or eat breakfast, I I guarantee you there's the one thing that you do. You pray. And you open up your magical box of prayers, right? And you begin to pray. And you say, oh, Instagram, please show me that my life looks cool and that my friends like me. Right? Oh, please tell me I'm beautiful, Instagram. You open up Snapchat and you say, oh, please tell me that my friends haven't forgotten about me and ruined all of our streaks. Right? Please tell me that I'm remembered. Oh, Snapchat. Right? Maybe you open up, like, TikTok and you're like, oh, TikTok, be my source of joy today. Make me laugh. Or tell me that my friends think that I'm funny. Or maybe you open up the YouTube or the Netflix, and you're like, oh, Lord Netflix, please help me to forget about my miserable life and help me to watch something else that's more exciting, right? Oh, YouTube, please distract me from everything else in my life that I don't want to pay attention to. Um, Some of you are, like, constantly getting alerts, like DMs and text messages, and you're like, oh, text messages, oh, DMs, please tell me that I'm not lonely and people love me. Like, please tell me that I have friends and that I'm not actually as lonely as I think I am. For some of you, it's, it's the mirror in your house. You wake up and you're like, oh, mirror on the wall. Please tell me I don't look ugly today. Please tell me my outfit looks okay. Please tell me my friends will like me. Maybe you look to the brand that you're wearing. You're like, oh, brand. Please, I'm not wearing any brands. So please help me fit in with these brands that now these, my friends think I'm cool because of my brands. Or some of you are like, I'm so over all of this. But you open up the GPA. You're like, oh, Lord, GPA, please tell me that I'm valuable and not a worthless human being. And someday somebody will pay me money. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe, maybe it is. For those of you who are older, maybe it is a paycheck or it is something. We're all looking to something and we're praying to it and we're saying, oh, please fulfill what I lack. And we follow these things and they become sources of joy or worth or fulfillment. And so I, our, my question for us today is, is what are your prayers, consciously or subconsciously? Is this the first thing you look at in the morning? Is this where you're looking for your worth when the sun wakes when the sun wakes you up? 
What are your prayers? And who are you following? Whose voice is most valuable in your life? What are you a disciple of? And so in contrast to the prayers that we pray, uh, Jesus' disciples are asking them, how do we pray? I want to say, I want to, I want to have it said about me that I follow Jesus, that I'm with that guy, that that dude right there, I'm with him. And so Jesus, if I'm with you, what prayer do I pray? What prayer am I supposed to pray? And so Jesus responds. He says to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed or mighty or great or awesome or holy be your name and your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. This is an interesting prayer. It's also found in uh, Matthew chapter 6 and the Sermon on the Mount. And it's much longer in Matthew 6, but Luke shortens it up here in these categories. And he says, Jesus' disciples, followers of Jesus, pray in these categories. It's a simple structure of a prayer. And not only does it say, I'm a disciple of Jesus, like I'm his, but it also, the way it's written reminds us of something very important, and it shapes who we are. And one of the first things it reminds us of is that disciples depend on God daily. Disciples depend on God daily. These prayers uh, were meant to be said every single day. A lot of these prayers, these Jews had a habit of praying them multiple times in a day. But this particular prayer, I love reading through it because what it tells me about what I need daily is so important. So this gives us categories to pray through. So let's walk through the prayer really quick, and I'm going to kind of reword it in some language. It opens up with saying, Father, hallowed be your name, or great be your name. Or we could pray, God, may your name and glory be greater than all things. This is a habit I I started getting into this year. (laughs) Actually, it started when I tried to pretend that I was going to be a runner. Um, And I'd get like a mile in, and I'm like, I can't focus. I'm just going to pray the Lord's prayer until I die, right? And so I'm like, start praying. And so it's a habit I started getting into to just like pray this prayer. And honestly, every time I pray the Lord's prayer, this is where I stop. Like I sit here for forever. Because when I wake up in the morning, I don't know about you, when I wake up in the morning, I say, hallowed be my name. May my kingdom come. Or like I want everyone to know who I am and I want my reputation to be great and I want what I do to be honored and I want people to think good things of me. And to sit here is so hard for me. And I pause every time I pray this prayer because the, the prayer opens up with saying, I'm not God. But hallowed be your name. May your name be great in everything that I do. Or another another add-on to this is may you be God, may you be first in my heart. May your name be great and it may be first thing in my heart. It immediately kills all the things that we pray to in our magical little glowing boxes that connect us to the world. Otherwise known as a cell phone. Next line of the prayer says, hallowed be your name and your kingdom come. This is a reminder that all, that may all good things, all the goodness of God fill the earth. Right, God's kingdom, God's goodness. We just sing about this song, like, you are good, right? And God is promising that his kingdom will come. And it's both a reminder that, like, God's kingdom will fill all things. And I have a peace in that kingdom. I can help bring his kingdom. He continues, he says, give us our daily bread. He says, God, give us what we need for today. 
we don't know how needy we are. <laughs> we don't think about how needy we are. But when I wake up in the morning, I think sometimes I've got it all together. But this prayer reminds me, like, I need God daily. I need God daily, and I need him to provide for me today. It says, forgive us of our sins. Lord, forgive us. Help us to forgive everyone who sinned against us. And then lastly, lead us not into temptation or help us to follow you. Help us not to follow our desires or our wills or uh, our, the things that we're tempted to follow, but help us to follow you. Help us to be a disciple of you. And these are the things that we need to be reminded of daily. This is a daily prayer. And so these daily reminders um, are so, like, key. For, like, every day I feel like I start over. Like, I wish that I could, like, accomplish something in one day and then, like, be like better the next day, but I feel like every single day I start over. Every single day I have to fight my own selfishness. Every single day I have to fight my laziness. Every single day I feel like I have to start over. And so these, these prayers both remind us and shape us, one, like I said, that God is first, that God is king, that God is God and I am not. Which honestly, when you start your day that way, it's kind of like, whew, I'm kind of glad I'm not God because the stuff that you have to do is really hard. Um, reminder, that God's kingdom will fill all things and that I depend on God for all that I need. That all that I have, the very breath, the very food that I've put, that are, is put before me, like your own talents or skills or things that you have, that was all given to you, right? And I am really reminded, like, I, I need, like, it's okay to need because we depend on God for all that we need. It's a reminder that I'm a sinner. This prayer reminds us every day to confess those sins in our hearts. And honestly, like I said, this point and the first point come hand in hand for me. Like my daily sin confession is, God, I'm sorry for the way I try to be God in this circumstance. I'm sorry for the way that I put myself above you. And that it reminds us to confess our sins, but it also reminds us that you and I need help forgiving others. Like, we need God to give us his grace to give to other people. Because when somebody sins against you, like, your first reaction is not, aw, I love you. Your first reaction is like, aw, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> right? Like, we don't want to give grace, and we need help to forgive. So we say, God, like, please forgive me. I'm a sinner, and thank you for forgiving me and help me to forgive those who have sinned against me. And lastly, it reminds us that I need help to follow God. I'm so beyond the point where I think that I can, like, will my life to be exactly what I want it to be, right? That I can be good enough or that I can do this well enough. I, God, I need help to follow you because if I'm left on my own, I don't want to follow you. I want to follow me. So, God, help me to follow you. And these are the reminders that we are given every day in this prayer. So our simple point out of this chunk is pray daily. Pray daily. There's a reason why this is a daily prayer. There's a reason why this is a daily prayer. Guys, I'm not super old. I'm not super old. I'm 27, which <laughs> I'm coming for you. Lord, help me to forgive. Um, which for some of you in this room, that's like like uh, double your age. But for some of you, I'm half your age, I think. So, <laughs> ah, okay, Lord, please help them to forgive me. <laughs> 
right? I'm not, I'm not super old, but in my uh, span of life and the things I've learned in this life, there's a couple things that if I could tell you, like, hey, get this now. Um, well, there's a few things, but these are two things that I would say. And one, number one, is like, I'm not enough. Y- you're not enough. None of us are enough. We need God daily. No matter how competent I think I am or how skilled I think I am or, or how, like, good I can be here, how hard I can work or how, like, charismatic I can be in this certain situation or how organized or disciplined I can be, I'm never enough. I still fail every single day. Every day. I let myself down. I disappoint others. I'm never going to be enough. And so I need this prayer daily because I need God daily. I need God daily. So knowing that I need God daily, and secondly, um, like, I can only, do you know you can only live one day at a time? Like, you can't live in tomorrow today. Like, you and I are not God. We cannot occupy multiple times at the same time. And sometimes we try to, like, live in tomorrow, and we need to realize, like, God holds tomorrow, and my job today is to depend on God today. And so these, this daily prayer reminds me, like, I'm not enough, I need God daily. And it reminds me, like, today is all I have. I can't be doing something for tomorrow. I can't be doing something for the next day. Sure, there's, like, life planning and things, but, like, today, this moment, this second, is all I have to live in. And if I can ask God, to help me in this moment, if I can live faithfully today, and then the next day, I live daily, faithfully, and end the next day, and day by day by day by day by day, you have a stack of days all together of following the Lord, and really what you have is a stack of evidence upon evidence upon evidence upon evidence about how God was faithful and good to you, how he kept you and helped you and fulfilled all your needs every day for what you needed that day. And you find yourself at a point in a life, for me, 27 years old, of stacks of days where I can say, God was good here and here and here and here and here. And so this is, this is part of our reality, is a daily dependence on God, a daily reminder, a daily prayer. So I challenge you, citizens, pray daily. I challenge you. This is my challenge to you for this semester. Memorize this prayer. This version in Luke is shorter than Matthew, so if you're super lazy, memorize this one. Um, If you're not lazy, you can memorize scripture. Um, Memorize this prayer and say it every day. Lord, your name be great. Your kingdom come. God, give me what I need today. Please forgive me for these things. Help me to forgive those people. What's the last piece? I already missed it. Lead me not to temptation. Thank you, Matt. See, I've got to memorize it. Um, memorize this and say it, just say those prayers every day. And not as like some weird like God's your genie spell book, like not some like weird like Harry Potter, Alohomora, like my life is better. Like it's, it's not like that, but it's a prayer that we say um, with, our, with our lives, we say in our lives every day. So this is my challenge to you this semester. Don't leave home um, without prayer. It will change the way you do everything. It will change the way you do that math class you hate in second period or fifth period or sixth period. It'll change the way you deal with those relationships, that person that you're trying to avoid, but they're always standing by your locker and you're like, I can't get in my locker now for the rest of the year. Um, it'll change the way that you 
interact with your teammates, um, with, with everything that you do. Because every day we need these changes, these reminders. So disciples, first of all, daily depend on God. They daily depend on God. Um, so Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray. Um, and so if you're a disciple of Jesus, if you're in here and say, I'm a disciple of Jesus, this is how you pray. This is how we're identified by prayer. But then, like, Jesus goes one step further and says, how does God respond to your prayer? Because, like, what's the point if God doesn't listen to your prayers? Like, you're like, ah, I'm saying these things, but this God, hello, do you even know I exist? God, where are you? And so Jesus, he, he gives us two examples, um, two ways to show us um, how God responds to our prayers. And these two examples are going to show us that not only do disciples depend on God daily, but they come confidently to God. Where they come confidently to God in their prayers. So let's look at the first example that Jesus gives that God is like. So Jesus continues, after he shows them how to pray, he says this. He says, Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight, and you say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. <laughs> I would totally do that to some friends. I'm coming over. Uh, a friend of mine on a journey has come to me. So he's people over his house, and he says, I have no food to offer them. So this bro has friends show up at his house, and he's like, ah, and he runs his friend house. He says, friend, I have friends, I need food, and here we are. And says, and suppose the one inside says, yo, don't bother me. The, my door's already locked. My children and I are in bed, right? So this is like ancient one-room house. Like everybody slept in the same space. He says, we're all in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. He doesn't want to wake his family. And, and so Jesus says, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of your friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, because you came to him in the middle of the night, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Odd question for you. Who right now would you call in the middle of the night? Think of someone you would call in the middle of the night. Someone that would actually answer. Imagine this scene with me. It is like the late hours of the night. Maybe early hours of the evening or morning. It's time when everything's gone silent, like your house is so silent, except for those weird creaky noises that always exist at night, right? Um, the neighborhood is silent, like so silent that you can like hear the dog three doors down like sniff, you know, that kind of silent. It's like silent on the internet, like nothing new is being posted. Nobody's responding to anything. You're like, this is lame. Um, it's, it's super, super silent. And you're like getting ready to fall asleep. And then you remember shoot, that one assignment, that one assignment is due tomorrow. That one assignment that somehow your teacher made like 50% of your grade, like what kind of monster would do that? And, and so this like, this could make or break this class for you. You're like, oh, okay, I'll get up into that assignment. And then like all the blood leaves your body and it's filled with dread and you remember I left the book I need at school. And it's due in your first period class. <sighs> right? Like, there's no time to, to, to work on it. I don't have the book. I don't know how to finish this. This is, this is for my grade. And you're like, the internet. And so you pull out your phone and you're like searching all the things, right? All the things legal or illegal. And somehow... I don't know, it does not exist on the internet. It has failed you. Technology has failed you. The internet has failed you. You can't find this assignment. You can't find a cheater. You can't find anything. You're like, oh, man. And so you're like, I just, 
I got, I got to try. I got to try to contact somebody. So, you know, like, a few people in your class, you, like, pull up all the things. You pull up Snapchat and Instagram, and you're texting and you're DMing everything you can. You're like, somebody, please be awake. Please give me the book. I need help in this silence. Nobody's there. Nobody's awake. You're like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so you remember, dude, okay, Sarah lives like three blocks down. And she's in my class, and she always does her work. I bet she has the book. Like, oh, man, should I do it? Like, oh, okay. You throw on a hoodie, you put on some shoes, and you run out of your house in the middle of the night. What? And you run up to the door, and you're like, okay, okay. It's like the middle of the night. This cannot be like timid, like tap, tap. This has to be like the open up, it's the police, knock on the door, right? You just got to go all in, full courage, right? So you like run up to the door, and you're just like, bap, 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 bap. You're like, I've done it. Like I've, I've woke up their whole household. There's no turning back. I just have to stand here. And like they open the door, and it's like your friend and their parent. And you're like, they're like, what is happening? Did your family member die? Is your house on fire? Like, what is happening? You're like, can I have the book for the assignment that's due tomorrow? They're like, oh my gosh. Do you think they're going to give you the book? At that point, whether you're friends with them or not, the only reason I give you the book is because you had to wake them up. They're like, I'm already, just take it and go. I don't even care. Like, get out of my house. You woke me up. And this is like the story that Jesus is telling. He's like, imagine someone who you need something from in the middle of the night. And, like, they're not going to give it to you necessarily because of their friend. It's just because you had the audacity to show up, bang down the door in the middle of the night, and ask for help. And he says, how much more, how much more do you think God would be present for you in that moment? Our God, who never sleeps, who you don't have to wake up from a nap, who you don't have to speak louder for, like, our God, who is our friend. This is our first picture of God. He's, he is our friend. He wants to provide our needs. And what this shows us is that we can pray. We can go to God at all times. We don't have to be afraid about waking up the family, about knocking down the door in the middle of the night. Like whenever you need, God is available. He's there. He's the God who never sleeps nor slumbers. He's not deaf. One of my favorite verses is in Psalm 121, and he says this. He says, he, our God, who keeps you, the God who keeps you, who holds you together, will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel doesn't slumber or sleep. You never have to wake up God. You never have to worry about if you're bothering him. You never have to be like, oh, God, I have this thing. Help. Like, you can come confidently to God knowing that at all times of day, he's listening and he's wanting to Helping those moments. One of my favorite quotes um, that I've seen float around the internet several times is from uh, a pastor and writer, Tim Keller. He says this, the only person who dares wake up a king at 3 a.m. for a glass of water is a child. And we have that kind of access to God. Like, not just a king, but like the creator of the universe I think he's got a lot of things on his plate. Have you seen the world lately? And yet, this is the kind of access we have to God, where we can knock on God's door at 3 a.m. and be like, I need some water, Dad, <laughs> please. And moving on this metaphor, this is the next metaphor that Jesus gives us, right? So he says, Jesus is our friend, and then he says this. 
which of your fathers, if a son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Imagine that. Some little, like, five-year-old comes to his dad and is like, Dad, I want a goldfish. And he's like, here's a cobra, son. And you're like, ah! <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Who would do that? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. Like, again, imagine he's like, Dad, I want scrambled eggs for breakfast. He's like, here's a fried scorpion. I'm like, what? What in the world? And which is exactly the response. If then you, though are evil, which basically is saying like, we're, we're imperfect. Like none of us are or will be perfect parents. None of us have ever had a perfect parent. And he says, if you who are evil know how to get good gifts, like you know if your five-year-old asks for a goldfish, you don't give him a cobra. Like if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask them? We have a God who is not only our friend, but he's our Father. And not only can we pray to him at all times, but we can pray to him about all things. There is nothing too small for God to hear about. There's nothing too big in your life for him to handle, and there's nothing too small to, like, bore him. Like, he wants to hear about all the things. We can come to him at all time. And for those of us, like, we have different, when I say God is your father, like, you have different images of what that looks like. Um, some of you know what it's like to, to experience a good father. And some of you do not. But as we picture this image, we need to picture God as this father that loves good gifts. And the reason why I love this verse is it because it totally combats and challenges a belief about God that you and I secretly hold sometimes. That like, if I ask God for something, he like takes a secret malicious delight in giving me the opposite, you know? Like he just loves watching me like squirm and like suffer a little bit. Like, God, please give me good things. And he's like, here's terrible things. See how you like that? And you're like, oh God. Like, so we have this belief that that's what God is like, but he's actually like a father. And when I read this verse, I, I picture some of the fathers in this room, some of the fathers we know. I picture my own father. I picture my, my brothers and the way that they take delight in, in giving joy to their kids and giving them what they want. When my oldest brother had a daughter, I was like, dude, he's a big, he's going to turn into a big softie, right? She's going to be like, dad, I want a pony. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, like the father's delight and giving gifts to their children. And they delight in giving good things. Even me, like, the other day I was sitting at the dinner table <laughs> with my nephew. We were playing Shoots and Ladders, one of my favorite games. And uh, he knows that I, like, am the expert at the graham cracker Nutella graham cracker sandwich. You know, have you ever had that? Like those little, yo, guys, come over, we'll have graham cracker sandwiches. It's so good. And so he just sat there and was like, I think, you want graham crackers, right? And I'm like, I don't know. Do you want graham crackers? He's like, ah, you want, like, the chocolate stuff, don't you? And I'm like, you want the chocolate stuff? <laughs> He's like, I think, we, I think we want graham crackers and chocolate. And I'm like, man, like, it's before dinner. I probably shouldn't give it to him, but I really would like to give him graham crackers and chocolate. Right? These are, even me as an aunt, I'm not a mom, so aunt, I kind of break the rules sometimes. But, like, we want to give good gifts to our kids, and this is the way that God um, sees us. And, and there's an interesting line in this uh, prayer or in this um, picture of God as a father. He says, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Of all the things that you need, this is your number one. This is your biggest, greatest thing that you need is the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised to give us the Holy Spirit when he left to be God with us. 
The Holy Spirit shapes us. He guides us. If those of you who call on the name of the Lord, like the Holy Spirit is in you. He's leading you. He's directing you. He's shaping you. And he also shapes our prayers. He helps us to pray in line with God's will and what he wants. And so this gift of the Holy Spirit is one of the greatest gifts that we can have because it is God with us. The Holy Spirit gives us a new heart. He makes us want to love God. He makes us want to follow him. He makes it possible for all the requests that we make in the Lord's prayer to come true. Like, and this is, this is God. He's with us. So not only do disciples depend on God daily, but we can come confidently to him knowing that like a friend, he's available at all times. And like a father, he wants to give you good things. He wants to bring joy to your life. And so... Jesus um, sums up those two things with these words. He says, so I say to you, this is, your, this is our charge to pray. He says, ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. We can, we can come to God at any time for anything. And is he our magical genie that we're like, ooh, if I pray this prayer, knock on the door three times, he's going to give me everything that I want. No. <laughs> God gives us what we need. He gives us what's good for us. He helps us through things. Even when he doesn't seem to answer prayers right away or we seem to be struggling with, with seeing God's answer, we can know that he hears us and that he's with us. And so... We can come, disciples can come confidently before the Lord. And, and notice this confidence is not like a self-confidence. I'm like, oh God, I am so majestic and wonderful. I've kept all of your rules and laws. You have to answer my prayer. Like, that's not the kind of confidence that we're coming for God. It's based on who God is. I can have confidence before God because I know he is a good friend who's always available. I know that he is a good father who wants to give good gifts. It's a confidence based on who God is. So we depend on him daily, and we come to him confidently, um, knowing that at any time, for anything, we can ask God. We can seek him. We can, we can knock on his door. He's available. He's near. He's willing to help, and he's full of love for you. And so disciples come daily to God, and they come confidently. And that's... My short and sweet summary for you today. Pray daily and pray confidently. Pray daily. You need it. I need it. Pray confidently. He hears you. He's with you. Don't leave home without it. And don't put in that thing, like, you know, like, um, the bottom of your backpack that by the end of the year has grown some kind of random quantum realm of, like, gunk, and you're like, I'm pretty sure Ant-Man just came out of there, right? Like, you know, like the bottom of the locker or the car or the backpack. Don't, don't, don't put it there, <laughs> right? Don't leave home without it, but don't put it in the bottom of the backpack. Bring this with you in all things and everything that you do, um, and let us be, guys, man, I can only imagine what citizens would be like if this became who we are, people who pray daily and confidently to the Lord. Let this be our goal this, this semester. Let me pray for us, and then um, we're going to respond in a really specific way tonight. So, um, yeah, the music team can come up, and I'm going to pray for us, and then I'm going to give some instruction for the rest of our evening. Lord God, we thank you that as your disciples, we can pray. God, that we can, we can have access to the creator of the universe. 
God, and that we can um, come to you at any time with any need and any request. You want to hear any and all of it, Lord, and I thank you um, that you hear us, God, that you love us, that you're willing to help. And so, Lord, um, may we be people of prayer. May we be people who daily say, I am not God, but you are. Who daily say, I am in need of the Lord. Lord, forgive me. Lord, help me to forgive. God, help me to follow you. Let us be people who pray this prayer seriously every day. God, and daily may your Holy Spirit, this gift that you've given us, shape our hearts. That we become people um, who do um, desire to follow you, who um, long to to do uh, all things for your glory. That you would be Lord and King over every part of our heart. God, would you continue to do that work in us? God, I pray that when people look at citizens, that they don't um, say... uh, you know, that we were just a super fun group or that we are always like super smiley, but that they would say that we're people of prayer. God, I pray that it'd be no mistake, God, that we could look around and say, man, we are people who depend on the Lord daily in prayer. And so God, would you continue to to work in us, continue to shape us, Lord, um, and help us, Lord, to, to follow you every day. Help us to be your disciples.